gratitude over grumbling. That's what we're going to talk about today here on the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. I'm Gary, and this is Josh. Glad to have you with us, Joshua. Greetings. Good to see you today. So uh, we've been talking uh, over the last uh, 11 weeks. This is the 11th week of a 12-week series we're doing on what would a revival, a spiritual awakening look like in this generation as it would be markedly different than maybe some of the past revivals, but they would have certain realities that would be a commonality to all of them. And um, We've been talking about love and generosity and simplicity and authentic and community-based. And today, we here we are. We're talking about gratitude over grumbling. You wouldn't think this would necessarily, Josh, would you be a... Um, an attribute of a revival or spiritual awakening, but it really that does. If you look at it historically, you'll see and and biblically that there's something about uh, a worshipful heart that comes to God with a spirit of gratitude. That uh, number one, it draws people to the kingdom of God, and number two, when you're in the kingdom of God, walking in this gratitude, it helps us live life uh, with joy and freedom and peace compared compared to a grumbling. Uh, complaining, bickering, bitter, cranky, angry, divisive world that we live in today. We're talking a lot about two kingdoms that are clashing with each other and how since the fall, the powers of darkness have tended to overcome the world. We talked in the last episode about goodness as our God's tool of giving us to fight back against evil in the spiritual realms. And, um, you know, when we live in this world of grumbling, and bitterness and complaining and finger pointing and blaming, um, and, uh, criticizing others. Uh, to to be a people who walk in gratitude really is a is is like I think it's shocking to the world, surprising, uh, but also compelling. Like uh, where did where did you get that? Where did you get that kind of attitude? That's that's so yeah. Let's let's dig into that. I, for me, it's it's a big one because. Uh, you know, I firmly believe that gratitude is a posture of the heart that tells a lot of things about your life, about where you are, who you are. You, I mean, and what's interesting, I think it's, you know, sort of like a thermometer you can check, check your life by. Uh, you know, I've told my wife, you know, in our relationship, if you, if you notice me complaining a lot or, um, let me know because for me, it's a, it means that I've taken my eyes to some degree off of Jesus and I've, yeah. I've put it on worldly things. I've put it in myself. Uh, and one of two things happens. You, you, uh, begin to, uh, you know, rejoice too long over your victories, you know, because you feel like you had something to do with it and you can be brought to despair by other things that when, when you have, uh, you know, failures or struggles or trials or troubles. But I think gratitude, um, it, it really, it really is a sort of characterizing attribute that determines where you really are with God at that current time in your life. Because the, the person who truly sees the gospel of Jesus Christ, the person who truly understands that God has just bestowed his grace and mercy and love upon us, who has a proper view of their life, you know, they're they're going to be grateful in all things, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why you can have two people that both make, we'll just say $80,000 a year, same bills, same right. situation, and one person be immensely grateful, mm -hmm. um, and the other person, you know, will feel like he's underpaid and overworked. Yeah. It's because it's because it's a way you look at life, and and I think uh, I think grumbling. And one other thing I would say is this: I think grumbling is different than you know when you talk about being divisive and grumbling and complaining. There's a difference between 
um, speaking the truth or talking about issues. The difference between grumbling and that, grumbling, you don't really, people who are grumbling don't really want a solution. You know, they don't really want, you know, if, if you came to me and said, hey, Josh, you're doing this at work and it's, it's not, you know, really great. You know, yeah. w- would you do it? Start working on this a little bit. Well, that's a that's a correction that that can help help me grow as a person or as a mm-hmm. grumbling would just be every time you're somewhere. Golly, he's just the worst at that. You know, yeah. and it's it's not really productive. You know, it's not spiritually productive. It's not physically productive. And so, when it comes to revival, I think the heart of 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 people. Um, a, a grateful heart attracts God. Yeah, right, exactly. There's you have, this. This may sound sort of like sweet, like oh, how nice gratitude over grumbling. Uh, but this is this is really the biblical story. You, know, you start with Cain and Abel. Uh, Cain, uh, because his sacrifice was not as pleasing to the Lord in in some form or fashion. Uh, you know, he gets this this murmuring and complaining and, and an attitude against God. And God says, hey, you know, you can have the same blessing uh, on your life as well, but he doesn't go for it. And then, of course, you go through Israel and you see them in the wilderness and they're murmuring and complaining this uh, uh, throughout the prophets. You're going on the same, the same line of thought. Uh, when the prophets are calling them, remember all that God's done for you, and you, you've forgotten what he's done. The psalmist is the same way. Uh, the, the people are forgetting uh, the, the God, and then the call is to remember all the goodness of God. Gratitude is remembering historically what God has done for us, putting trust in his faithfulness that he's going to continue to be that good, merciful, loving God at, at, at all times. And so that, you know, it's it, it's just, uh, you know, and, and into the New Testament times too, the, you know, the, the contention between Jesus and the Pharisees and Sadducees was that they were murmuring and complaining about uh, his miracles, that he was doing them on the Sabbath and stuff. And, he, they, you know, they were just so foolish to to walk in this thing. And yet here we are now, having all that biblical history and yet we're still facing this reality is there's these two ways to live our life gratitude or grumbling and i i would contend that that if if you're kind of caught in the bitterness of of crankiness of 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 this grumbling attitude it's it's because you're not remembering who god is his nature his character and what he's done for you and trusting what he can do for you it'll always lead you and then you know you look at the results of what happened to israel you know they got they're they're wandering. They're they're not into the promised land, and uh, it almost seems like you're just creating a cycle yourself to um, allow for more grumbling. Because it's like, oh, I'm not in the promised land now, you know. And, yeah, for sure. Uh, and secondly, I would just say that grumbling and complaining and murmuring comes from block goals. Uh, I want something that I'm not getting. Yep. And so, uh, so I'm angry about it, and that anger is going to manifest itself in backbiting and speaking against and uh, just, you know, telling, oh, he's no good or he didn't do this or he didn't come through for me. Uh, that, that attitude comes from that. You know, Israel, the block goal was, uh, you know, we want to go back to the leeks and onions of Egypt and you're <laughs> yeah. not letting us or at least get us into the land of milk and honey. But, you know, we don't want to be in this wilderness and they're grumbling. Cain's was, I want my sacrifice to be as honored as, I want to be esteemed as highly as my brother and uh, comparison and, and competition of course, God said, "Do what's right," yeah. and you have no, re- yeah. you know, it's so God gave him a corrective. Whether it be Israel or Ukraine, yeah. yeah, you're right. God, God never, God, God never. De- the problem is, is a lot of times 
we're, we're unwilling to realize that maybe some of our goals and our wants aren't God's goals or wants, aren't, aren't God's best for our life. And, yeah. and we're, we're just like I mean, Israel was so short-sighted, yeah. you know, and I think that that we, that sort of picture is something that we can look at our lives and say how short-sighted we are and how mm-hmm. earthly-minded we are, how uh, short our memories are, how quick we are to forget, yeah. you know, God's goodness towards us. But, you know, even taking it down a, a, a bunch of steps, even forgetting how good people have been to us in relationships and, you know, letting one thing, you know, sour us towards something when, you know, and I think that's, that's the human flesh, you know, that's so, so focused on instantly gratifying ourselves in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, when, when do you think you, a uh, question for you, like, do you, when do you find yourself in mostly ingratitude or when do you find yourself grumbling? Is there certain, is it circumstantial or is it more heart issue? What do you feel? It, it, it's a heart issue. And, you know, this is something I've put a lot of thought into and I'm not trying to oversimplify it. But for me, when my life is centered around the gospel of Jesus Christ, when I'm me- when I am constantly meditating on the fact that heaven is my home and that I'm a son of God, and and I do think about some of the the stones I've laid in my life, where you know there was a day I wasn't sure I was going to be able to overcome addiction. There was a day where I didn't ever know if I'd have a godly wife. There was a day I didn't know if I'd have a child. These are temporal things, but even beyond that, this idea that that I deserved, it was obvious to me that that my eyes were open, that I deserved no good things because yeah. of the choices I made. And and I think all humans can who are fallen can can do this. For me, it's when I take my my eyes off the main things and I start focusing on temporal things. And here's the worst one: when I start focusing on myself, mm-hmm. like when I'm when I'm in ministry and I'm sitting there thinking, uh, "This is for the glory of God," and I want to see people come to Christ. You know, in those days, I'm I'm grateful to be part of God's team. But then, you know, there have been times where I wasn't favored in a situation or my way didn't go forward. And then, but this is, this isn't why I'm ungrateful. I'm ungrateful because I forgot the other things. Yeah. That moment just exposed that my eyes weren't really on the right thing, that it really wasn't on Jesus. Because truthfully, if my life is is constantly um, focused on the fact that Christ has saved me and that I'm going to be free of this body of death and I'm going to be in eternity with him forever— then, then it makes the victory something I'm grateful for. It makes the answered prayer something I'm thankful for. And it makes the times when, when it doesn't pan out how I hoped it would yeah. tolerable and, and sometimes even so much more insignificant as when my eyes are on myself and on my, my own plan. What about you? Yeah, I would say I, gr- I grumble more when I don't get what I want. Um, similar to what you're saying, but, uh, and when I want things that are, not necessarily immoral, but just not, you know, God's plan for me. Uh, and so that, uh, you know, it's just like, like a, a very immature, you know, it's like, it's a wah, wah, wah. You, you know, God, you should have done this for me and you didn't do it. Or I right. wanted that and you didn't come through. Or I prayed for that. and Or you're, you're blessing others, but you're not blessing me with the same level of blessing. And so that that's where I would tend to start grumbling and complaining. And then uh, gratitude comes for me as, well, um, I'll switch gears here with with gratitude because I want us to dialogue about this. So, um, so how do we move from grumbling to gratitude? What what are some of the elements in our walk with God that 
shift us. So let's kind of ping pong back and forth. Well, you lead it off since you kind of. Okay. Since yeah. You know, uh, for me, I would say is that is, is to realize that gratitude is, it, it's not a, um, it, it, it's not like a heavens open and lightning bolt hits you and all of a sudden your life is full of gratitude. I, I would say in my life, I would experience it's a cult. It's been cultivated more than anything through practice. I, I maybe even call it like a spiritual discipline. Yeah. Like to recognize, hey, I'm grumbling way too much about way too many things. It's become my nature, become my character. And if I don't nip this in the bud, it's going to become my lifestyle. I It'll agree. Become who I am. I'm a grumbler. I'm a complainer. I'm a murmurer. And then God would be you know, he'd be displeased with that kind of lifestyle. So how, how do I do that? I would say, okay, you know, almost like scales, like, okay, I'm going to reduce the, intentionally reduce the grumbling through grace. I can't do that in my own strength, but also in just, you know, the, the spiritual practice of kind of waking up in the morning and, you know, what am I thankful for? Just, just, you know, I pray with my wife almost every morning and a lot of times in the evening before we go to bed and, you know, more and more what we try to do is not ask for things, but just thank him for things. Like, I'm really grateful that all four of our kids are loving Jesus. I'm really, really grateful that we're married and, and a good marriage for, you know, these years. Again, these are these are earthly things, but, you know, we can go on. I'm really glad that I'm saved. I'm glad that the blood of Jesus has yes. cleansed me from all unrighteousness. I'm really glad and thankful that, you know, that that uh, I live, I li you know, it's a simple thing. I live in Colorado. Man, what, what this, you know, I just drove cross country with my wife uh, to Pennsylvania and back, you know, all in a seven-day trip, uh, a lot of hours in the car. Saw some beautiful through through the the Blue Hills of Kentucky and the horses out in fields and the, you know, the Appalachian Mountains and uh, but came back as like, God, I'm so thankful I live in Colorado. This is one of the, like, the best, you know, excuse me if you live somewhere else, but it's just a great the place. best place to live in the world. You know, just there's so much to be thankful for. Whereas if you, you know, uh, you know, what are you mindful of? What, what do you put your mind on? So that, that's where I would answer that question. Pastor Joshua West here, co-host of the Gary Wilkerson podcast. I want to invite you to go to worldchallenge.org and listen to the latest sermon series from myself and from Gary Wilkerson. You know, the Bible says whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is praiseworthy, think on these things in your thought life, what you allow to take. Because sometimes people feel entitled to grumble because what they're grumbling about is true. Right. You know, so there is a situation. It is a bad situation. You really have been wronged. There really is a person exactly. in your life that's doing something unjust or yeah. they're causing, you know, unnecessary dissension. And so I would say that the the, the solution to that, though, is never grumbling, right? Um, and, and I right. think for me, you know, there's... There have been times where, you know, frankly, I'm ashamed to say, but I don't think I'm a grumbler by nature uh, because of di spiritual disciplines, like you say, um, and also just, you know, coming into Christ the way I did. Very early on, I realized that for me, grumbling about the condition of my life was means that I had taken a detour and I was headed down a road because the ungrateful person the that doesn't have a grateful heart starts thinking I deserve. Yeah. And then so this manifests in a lot of ways. For me, it manifested for years. I don't deserve to be treated like this or feel like this, so I'm going to change reality. I'm going to have a drink, right? Okay. Um, or people who 
would steal from their job. You know, I work hard. They passed me over for this promotion. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not fair. You know, Ted, Ted, Ted. <laughs> and then one day you do something dishonest because your your grumbling is, you know, mm. I deserve. And so there's an entitlement attached right. to it. The thing that the the biggest lesson about gratitude, and the reason I rooted it back in the gospel was this learning to look at life through the eyes of the grace of God. Like I have a a, how, a, a great house I live in today. I'm thankful for it. Mm -hmm. But I don't deserve it. And right. <laughs> not not saying I haven't worked hard to get it or made some good choices. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are other people that will will not have that opportunity who have worked just as hard. And so and so the 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 thing is is I have a house to live in. It's a nice house. Mm -hmm. I have a wife. I have the and so by you praying through these things that you're grateful for, it's this reality that God has given us so much we did we didn't deserve and not given us these things we do deserve. And so for me, it it, it it means to me that my life has shifted. I've shifted somewhere when I'm not thankful for my life. And I'll tell you why I know this is true in a different context. Because when I was talking with a brother from Pakistan the other day on the phone, and he is there in a, where he's at, there's been a great uprising against mm -hmm. the church. Yeah. Many churches have been burned and he actually has planted a couple of these churches. And, mm -hmm. um, and, talking to him, you know, pray for us and we're in this trial and some horrific things have happened that I won't even mention here. But the attitude of gratefulness that he has towards God mm. is a symptom of, of, of something else. It's a symptom of a person mm -hmm. who understands he's looking forward and living for a city whose builder and maker is God. It's a symptom of that the people are burning down the house and looting the church are the same people he's trying to reach with the gospel. Wow. He's grateful because God has saved him. He's grateful mm -hmm. that he is not lost in darkness anymore like them. And so I feel like but what, but what you said is so true, but it, it doesn't happen naturally. It takes work. Mm -hmm. It takes a decision. It takes being willful about saying, I am not going to be a grumbler. Do you care if I read a scripture no, real quick? Do, yeah. Um, in, in first Peter chapter four, first Peter four, seven, he says, the end of all things is at hand. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so talking about since, you know, Christ has ascended, we're in the last days ever since then. So the end of all things is at hand. So. He wants to frame what he's about to say by something yeah. eternal, something big. You know, this is the period of time we're living. We're in the last days. Right. Um, so the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, because of this, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the, for the sake of your prayers. But then he says, but above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling as each has received a gift, use it for one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And so there's so much there, mm -hmm. but, but we have different gifts. We have different blessings. You know, the sin of comparison yep. is, is not saying, golly, God, you've done this for me. 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 The sin of comparison says, but man, why does, why is Gary's house bigger than mine? Mm. It, I mean, it, it negates all the other things that we've prayed for. Totally this, this idea of, it, it's like, 
oh, who cares about all that? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? You know, it, 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 sometimes it happens when you're, you know, you're thankful for the, you know, there's a time when I came out of Teen Challenge, I was just thankful that I could have a job. Yeah. I was thankful that I could pay my bills, you know, I'll tear up thinking about it. I was faithful. I was thankful that God had given me life, yeah. you know, and then, then I'm, I start working at this job. I'm making really good money. And then people start getting in your head. I had one guy in my job, he goes, you know that, you know, we make this amount of money, but did you know that company down the street, they pay an average $10,000 more a person. Hmm. They're, they're taking advantage of us. Right. Then you start thinking, why do you work pretty hard? <laughs> you know, where a year earlier, I was just thinking to myself, I can't even believe that God has been so good right. to me. Because the last thing I'll say about it is this. Because the because it doesn't matter what you have or the varied grace that's been given to this person. In my life, God has given me grace. If I compare it to other people, it's a symptom that I'm not thankful to God for what he's done for me. Mm. And it starts with the gospel. It manifests in the things he's done in our life. And just like Israel, we'll forget about all the battles, all the mountains, all the things God did. And we'll say, Sure was easier in Israel or in uh, Egypt. Egypt yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I agree with you what you're talking about there. The you start comparing or start looking at the grass greener on the other side, and that's that's where the grumbling comes in. They, they're, they're, that happens time and time again, and you know it happened with uh, Israel. And what happens is, I think, is is we're, we begin to start saying it's not enough. Uh, th you know, thank you for what you've done for me. I am thankful for the house, but, you know, so-and-so has a bigger house. I want that one. And, and so it's it's, a, it's that comparison you're talking about. Uh, but the comparison comes from what I have is not enough. God, what you've given me not, is not enough. I want more. And that's what James talks about, that that warring that's within us uh, comes from envy and strife and all that stuff will lead to, our, to these things that we're talking about. I think another remedy I would have is, as far as we're talking about the question we asked yeah. earlier, how do you move from grumbling to that, is, is where I go. <laughs> Try to read it at least once a week. Um, Psalm 32, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, mm -hmm. whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not, uh, counts no iniquity, and in his spirit there is no deceit. And so David is, you know, sometimes David seems like a grumbler, right, when you're reading reading his, his psalms, but it's an interesting way of dealing with your grumbling. You're not... You're not complaining to other people. You're not putting God down. You're not accusing him falsely. But you are saying, this is where my heart is. Like right now, like, you know, be honest about it. Um, you know, just uh, you use the house illustration. Let's just keep, keep on that one. Uh, neighbor down the street just built a new wing. Okay, well, mine's, I, I really could use that because, you know, our kids visit us a lot. So you start thinking in terms of it's, it's not enough. I want more. You start murmuring complaining. So you, you start, you know, you internalize it like uh, this is, well, what David did is, although it's written, he, he these are songs or prayers. He prayed about it. It was like, God, I, you know, and, and it was such an honest confession to the Lord. Lord, that, that, you know, when they extended their house, man, I felt this thing in my heart and I know it's sin. Please forgive me. You know, so it's, it's starting off with a complaint like, Lord, why haven't you done this? And where were you? You know, why are you so absent from me? So it seems very, like uh, like a complaint, but but it's it's interesting. That he gives a reason for doing that complaint to the Lord, so that it could be his heart could be free from it. Because he says, "For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away throughout my through my groaning all day long." He's he's groaning about the the thing that you know maybe jealousy, maybe competitiveness. Uh, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as the summer heat. But I acknowledged my sin to you. I did not cover my iniquity. And I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord. And you forgave me all the iniquity 
of uh, my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me in trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. So so you see there, and he closes this chapter. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. It's amazing, His, you know, David is, you know, oftentimes it seems like he's starting off with a complaint, but because he's offering it to the Lord, it's coming out of his heart. And the Lord is, is you know, in a sense, in New Testament-wise, he'd be like nailing it to the cross, all these accusations, and, and now they're gone. And he's left now with, I'm glad, I'm rejoicing, I'm shouting for joy. I, there's an uprightness in my heart. So for me, it's it's always when I do find, I, you know, the awareness is key to this. I'm, I'm being aware that I'm starting to murmur and, and, and kind of, you know, just all this bitterness coming out of my heart and my mouth. Um, just, okay, it's time to go to the Lord. And, and Lord, I, I, when I'm silent about this, uh, you know, when I'm not telling you this is this is what's in my heart, you need to rid this, you know, you need to root this out of my heart. Yeah. Just rip it, tear it. Uh, if I, but if I keep silent, it, I waste away. But once I open it up to you, then I can be free to be glad and shout for joy. Where you take your your complaints, your struggles, mm-hmm. and your petitions says a lot of, about the yeah. situation. Yeah. You know, there are people in your life that you could take a complaint to, and they're going to give you sound counsel right. and prayer. They're going to give you wisdom. Sometimes we don't go to them. We'd rather grumble with someone that'll grumble with us. Right. Um, or, you know, and I think this is important to say, too, about David. There, I think there's a big difference between a complaint or an issue or a petition um, and grumbling. Mm-hmm. Grumbling is sort of like this undercurrent of, you know, murmuring. and gr- It's just complaining for the sake of complaining. The, if you solve the grumbler's problem in this area, he's going to find something else to grumble about because it really is something yeah. to do with your heart. And even for us, you know, there there's always a deeper step to take. Like, you know, wh- why can't I be thankful for what I have? Yeah. Thank God we have, you know, God is a much bigger house than we had when, when we first started and get, first got married. Mm-hmm. Or, and I think where we take it to deeper issues where, Real tragic things have happened, or something. Yeah. You know what? What? What are we? What are we doing? Are we accusing God of something, or are we going to God and saying this don't seem right? Yeah. This don't seem fair, David. The wicked are all around me. Right. You know, but but I'm coming to you. So I think I think the heart of your intention, being broken and um and ate up and, and going to God in prayer, in reality of your situation, I don't think there's there's anything yeah. wrong with it. The Bible's full of that. Yeah. Um, and I thank God for the Psalms because of that. Yeah, yeah, but that, but I feel like it's much different than that sort of. I'll tell you another place too. The I didn't mean to cut you off. No, the last ahead. place too is often we grumble to people that can't that can't bring solutions, can't give wisdom, and have no real responsibility in the situation. It's it's associated with murmuring. It's associated with gossip. It's not really about dealing with an issue or giving a, an opportunity for God to move in an issue or going to a person like Matthew 18 says and giving. It, it's it's just it's just complaining for the sake of complaining, yeah. and it has much more to do with your heart than it does the situation. It does. Yeah, it does. Just following up on that, I would say that you have a— uh, you know, you're you're not um, dealing with a lack of reality. You know, you, you are stating that's you know it's, it's like you know there's that uh, the the this hyper word of faith movement in the prosperity church is like if you're you know if your back aches you don't you never say that you know, don't you're confessing you know that's why your back aches because you're saying it's it, it right. aches you know and so say it doesn't ache well that's just lying it's not it's not truth telling so we're not talking about that. Um, 
So, so it, it is facing head on, head on our problems and our reality. But when it becomes murmuring and turns into bitterness is where the reality, we begin to blame God. Like, you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. You don't keep your promises. <clears throat> and you could feel that, but you can offer that to God in prayer. But you're dealing with, you're not holding on to that. And then I think there can become some freedom. I think that's really good. Yeah. So, well, we've run out of time again. These things go fast. Yeah. And we've got one more week of this 12-week series that we're doing. And um, I think it's I think it's been encouraging to me, and I believe it's a blessing for people. So, hey, thanks for joining us again on the Gary Wilson Podcast. Uh, join us next week as we talk about uh, conviction, how, how to have a Holy Ghost conviction uh, in two ways. How, how are we convicted when things in our life aren't the way uh, that God would have them orchestrated and give us the grace for that? How, how, how do we see that? And then also to live as a man or a woman of conviction, having certain convictions of life uh, that will cause us. And uh, so, so both of those are convictions. Uh, over compromises, compromising on our own uh, conviction of sin or the conviction of being a, 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 a vibrant man, a woman of God. So join us next week. God bless you all. If you're enjoying the podcast but want to dig deeper, both Gary and Joshua have books that you can buy right now on our online store. Go to worldchallenge.org and click on the store tab at the top of the page. There you'll find books written by David Wilkerson, Gary Wilkerson, Joshua West, and others as well. Check it out today. Ephesians 6.18 says that we should pray at all times in the Spirit with all kinds of prayer and supplication. If you would like someone at World Challenge to pray with you, visit worldchallenge.org forward slash prayer or call us at 1-833-WC-PRAISE. Again, that's 1-833-WC-PRAISE. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time 